Welcome to Spilling the Title Tea, where we talk a lot about life and a little about business. Your host, Ashley Ramsey, will be sitting down with guests from all different sectors of the real estate industry to tell you their real life stories. From hardships to triumphs and business to personal lives, we promise to bring you the tea. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spilling the Title Tea. Today's guest is Misty Lakes, who is the owner of Misty Lakes Coaching, LLC, and one of my BFFs. Welcome to the show, Miss Misty. Thank you for having me. So I'm sure our audience is wondering, what in the world does uh, coaching, which is a life coach slash business coach, have to do with real estate? But you have been a client of mine, and you've had some unique real estate experiences. So you have been on the selling side with your son, because your son actually bought your home, which I think is really a neat story, and it's unique in itself. And then you've also bought some vacant land that attached to your current property to expand your acreage, which is also a little bit different and unique from what most people do. So why don't you share with the group here, the audience, a little bit about your real estate adventures? I sure will. So my parents have land in between our old home that our son currently has and a farm that we had purchased. So the farm was vacant. And we just used that mainly for my boys to go deer hunting on and things like that. So when my son was 20, he was really good with money. We were very proud of him and had a great credit at 20 years old. So he was able to buy our home. He came in one day and was like, hey, I think I'm going to start ready to move or to buy something. Would you all want to sell me this? So it wasn't something that we had planned on that quick. But we had the farm. So we were like, well, I guess it's how we will sell the home to him and we will build on the farm. But yeah, that was a blessing. You know, he's so he's living in the home that he grew up in. Yeah. And at 20 years old, you know, to have had that sense of mind, you know, to save and to be ready to buy at 20. That's pretty impressive, Mama. Yeah, we're very proud of him. Very proud of him. And then just um, last year. We were able to small piece of property that attached to our land, but it was our viewing point. Like we would go on our back porch and it was a little pond and uh, just very pretty. So we were able to purchase that land and thankful to you, that was so easy. <laughs> like when you say yes, you say yes. So you were bringing the documents to church and we didn't have to come in and you made that process very simple because we'd never done that before. So I thank you for that. I knew that I could call you and be confident in saying, I don't know how to do this. And I trusted you enough to lead us through that process. So that was very easy. So thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. (laughs) You're very welcome. That's what I do. (laughs) Yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of people, when they think about, oh, real estate transactions, they think about, I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to move. I'm going to buy a new house. They don't think about, there's a lot of different options. You know, you can expand your current home. You can buy land that's attached to your current property, you know, all of those things still, you know, require title experts, you know, real estate experts to help you along the way, instead of just having this little small niche that people think about. I think it was important to know, too, that you had recommend like doing a title search, like of who had the land before, you know, just to make sure there were no liens on it. And a cool thing that I would have never thought about was even though our land is together, that's still a separate deed. So if we ever needed to do anything, you know, that it's a separate deed for collateral or whatever, 
So one of the bankers at our business group was talking about that. Like if I ever wanted to do something with my business, you know, instead of a down payment, you can always use something like that. Right. As collateral. And like you said, it's a separate deed. So that means that debt isn't on your house. It's just on this other separate piece of property that keeps your home safe. Yeah. Yeah. The things you learn. So as I mentioned in the intro, you are a life and a business coach. I happen to be a client, probably your worst client. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't have any bad clients. (laughs) So I know the value of what you offer, and not just to people like me who are in the title world, but to all sorts of people in different walks of life. And I would love for you to share with the audience a little bit about how you got into this field that you're in, because I know this isn't where you started your career, but also just kind of what your vision is for people in business, business owners, or just people in general that need, you know, that extra little hand of a coach. So I was in direct sales for probably 18 years before I started my life coaching business. But what I found was I was very successful. Obviously, there was ups and downs throughout that business. But I was, you know, I earned like seven cars with the company and I trained people, trained other consultants. And I was a leader. I had a group of ladies who were under me and I valued each one of them. But I found myself, even with my customers or if I was going to a meeting at a place of business, I found myself giving advice and people would always come to me to Mm -hmm. give advice and whether it was personal, whether it was business. So one day I was like, you know, it'd be really nice. Like I enjoyed doing that. I've always been a good listener. I love helping people. So how could I make this a business? How can I create income by doing this? At that time, I did not have a degree. So I had had a coach before in my business and I found great value in that coach. And so I just started researching, like, what do you have to do to be a life coach? Well, you can do anything and be a life coach. You can, <laughs> there's no le- you know, legal thing that says that anybody can't be a life coach if they want to. So it was just an easy way for me to be able to do what I love and be able to get paid for it. So I started a group and just added some people on a Facebook group and it really took off and people were commenting and I was given, you know, just inspiration and things like that. But before I started that group, and this is what gives me passion to help other business owners, I was at a point to where I felt guilty doing my business because I knew that I wasn't spending enough time with my family. When I was with my family, I felt guilty because there was so much work to be done. And I would go to bed with guilt every night, and I felt torn. And there was a conversation that I had with a lady that I owe my peace to her and Jesus for sure. And I was working a lot in my church. I was involved in several ministries and not to mention, you know, we all wear a lot of hats and I was a yes person. Whatever anybody, you know, needed me to do, I was there. And she had me to draw this target on a piece of paper. And it was after a ladies meeting that we had at church. And I was just in tears. Like, I just feel like I can't do one more thing. You know, I'm not doing anything in my life 100%. And she said, why don't you draw like a target, like a bullseye? And she said, what's the most important thing in your life? And I was like, well, you know, God is the most important thing in my life. And then she said, well, what's the next important thing? And, you know, well, my family. So we talked about all of that. And well, then I said, so, you know, I'm I'm doing jail ministry. I'm helping with youth at church and this women's ministry. Like that goes in 
the God circle, right? And what she said to me was so profound. She said, your God circle is just you and God. Like that's your relationship with Him. All of the other things that you're doing, it is ministry, but your family is your first ministry. Yeah. And when she said that to me, I just broke because I had been, it still makes me emotional because um, I realized how much I was giving to everybody and everything else and sacrificing the ones that I love the most. Yeah. And not even taking care of me and myself, you know. So after that, I started making different decisions. Was it that I worked less, but I changed my hours. You know, I wasn't gone as much of the evening and I was trying to be more present in the moment with my family and those that I love. And I stepped away from a few things and that was hard because I love people deeply and it was hard to step away from some of the things that I was doing, but I had to set those boundaries to be able just to have the time, you know, for the things that I value the most. So So that target, I called it a value target. I would call it a target of peace, many things. It became what I did to help other people. And I would ask these questions. So I had this group and I was like, okay, so I don't know where I'm leading. I'm just trusting the Lord. I don't know where this group is going, but I put out a little challenge. You know, if you do this, whoever wins, you get a free coaching session with me. So my good friend, Katie, who is still with me today, Katie Farthing, she had just started her insurance agency in Lancaster, she won. So I was like, okay, I didn't tell her this. I was like, I have no idea what we're going to be doing. So we're (laughs) going to meet for coffee. She won this free session. And it was just, it's a moment I'll never forget where we were in our conversation, you know, and she cried and had shed some tears. And we um, just had a really good conversation with that value target and, and getting back to the purpose. I think in business, you know, especially in the industry that you look at numbers when numbers are important. I mean, you have to focus on numbers and those goals, but you forget why you're doing what you're doing. You know, and when I asked her that question of why are you doing this? And it was, I want to protect your daughter. If anything happened to you, I want her to be protected. And that's her passion. And so I find that with almost every business woman that I meet with is there's a passion of why they do what they do. But it's easy to get caught up in the busyness of everything mm-hmm. and forget that, forget why you're doing it. She enjoyed the session because she said, well, let me know how much you charge because I want to meet with you monthly. And I was like, okay, I'll get back to you. I had no idea (laughs) what I was going to charge. So then I went to my friend Candy and I was like, I want to do this right. I'm going to charge people. I need to set up, you know, whatever I need. It was an LLC, but whatever it is that I need. And then I shared with her my vision and she was like, let's go to lunch. So then she started coaching with me and it's like the Lord just gave me the people You know, he placed the people that needed me, but also that affirmed that I'm doing what he had called me to do. Yeah. And it led from there. And my vision for what I do is I love my one-on-one clients. I think I'll always do that, but I can only take on so many. But I just want to help women business owners. Like I can help a guy. I can help a business. But my passion is women in business because we wear so many hats. And I want to make sure that they are staying focused on and spending their time on what they value most, you know, because our business can come and go, you know, but the things that we value, our family, that's what's truly important to us. And sometimes we just need to be reminded, hey, it's okay to slow down and take time to do that. And to also, a circle that I added to my target is, you know, after your God time, 
I call it temple time. The world might call it self-care, but it's not about all the fluff. It's truly mind, soul, body, and spirit. How are you taking care of yourself? Like you have to take care of yourself and find peace in that before you can help anybody at your work, any of your family. So that's important too. But my vision is to help women in business find peace. Peace is possible. That's my motto. And I'm looking to do more. I'm excited about the future. I'll be working with your team starting this month. And yes. Doing some coaching. So I'll be doing group coaching and plan to be, you know, keynote speaker. And my big goal is a retreat center for women in business and women in general. So still praying about that. But that's my big goal. That will be awesome. Well, like you said, like, listen, I'm not a man, so I don't know how men think. But I know that women... In general, I mean, we have a hard time saying no. We don't want to disappoint people. We want to help. And what we don't realize is you're not helping anybody when you're taking on more than you can actually do. That doesn't help you. And it also doesn't help the people that you have agreed to take the task on for because either you're not doing it well because you're too overwhelmed, you're not doing it on time, all the different things that come along with it all because you didn't want to hurt someone's feelings or didn't want to feel like you dropped the ball or an obligation because you have this mentality of, you know, I want to help and I want people to like me. And, you know, we're naturally fixers. We want everything. But the problem is like our job is never done. And this isn't saying anything about guys. I mean, I value them for being able to do this, but, you know, they can work and sit down and enjoy it's easier for guys to kind of turn things off and rest, right? Now, my husband is a very hard worker, and he gets up in the middle of the night. But if he wants to rest and watch TV, he can sit down and do that. Or if he's ready for bed, most men, they, they go to bed because they're ready for bed. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for bed too. And then an hour later, <laughs> you know, we go to bed. It's like our mind never shuts off. And it's hard to find peace in that. So you have to be very disciplined and set good boundaries, It's so hard. (laughs) It is so hard, but you have to make it a priority to set boundaries and take time for yourself and take time to rest. Yeah. I think it's so funny, too. I know you've talked to me about this happening to you a few times, and this is how I know that you are absolutely called to work in this role and to be this voice of reason to women, not just here. We're going to say across the world because you do Zoom and all the different things. And I know that you would go travel at the drop of a hat if the opportunity arose. (laughs) But people would just come up to you like you can be a Walmart shopping and they like come up to you and cry and pour their heart out in the middle of the aisle. You know, it's all the time. <laughs> My daughter, she drew a picture one day and it was me and it said, hi, I'm Misty. Come tell me your problems. I'll make you cry. <laughs> I don't think it doesn't matter where it is, but I hope that's what's in me that draws people to know that they can trust me and just being a good listener. It happens all the time. <laughs> and that's a gift. Okay. That's a gift. Not everybody has that personality. Not everybody has that ability or just that aura. Yeah. You know, about them. I'm a very empathetic person. I think people can feel that too. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is just what you were created, not just for this, but this is definitely a part of what you were created to do. You were made for this. And I think too, like, if I could encourage anyone that may be. Maybe you don't understand why you're feeling a career change. I look back now, and what I was in, I loved it so much, probably too much. And the rug had to be pulled from that for me to be able to stop because I love the people so much in the organization that I was in. 
But looking back now, I can see how he prepared me for such a time as this. You know, all of the business skills, the communication skills, and just the knowledge that I had and being able to be a leader and to listen and to help all of those things that I learned then and life experiences as well has helped me to be able to help people now. You know, I never thought I would do anything else but that the rest of my life. I had no goal to do anything else but to go hire, you know, in that organization. But looking back now, I would have never thought I'd been able to do what I'm doing now. But his timing is always perfect. Yeah. You know, and then I started after a year of being a coach, I realized I wanted to learn more. And in May, I started my company in 2018. And so in May, I'll finish my business degree, which is very tough for any woman doing that. But the knowledge that I've learned from that, I would have never thought I would even went back to school. But the knowledge I've learned from that, I'll be able to help my clients and businesses even more. And it's just amazing how God's timing aligns with our life and the seasons that we go in. And, you know, it's a huge leap of faith to step out and do something different. Absolutely. But when you know that you're called and you love doing it, you know, you just have to trust God to God. He is our source and all of that. Well, I can speak from experience because I am a client, as I mentioned, that it's not just about, okay, you need to get your life together, Ashley, because you have you know, a plate that's overflowing and you need to get your priorities straight and kind of re-look at what those priorities are. But you have had such success in business that you have been able to see things from a different perspective from, you know, I maybe I'm too close to it and you just have a better view and give me ideas, not just for, you know, the work-life balance and things of that nature, but things for the business side to say, well, why are you doing it this way? Why don't you think about this? This could be more efficient. This is something that you could do. So that's been a huge value to me on top of just trying to claw my way back to some kind of a balanced life. Very passionate about, I love anything business, whether it's marketing, customer service, always have. So to be able to do what I know that I'm called to do, but also enjoy the business side and helping with that too, it really completes me. (laughs) With my coaching business. Yeah, because you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, and I can help businesses with different things and I can help women, even if they're not a business owner, but that's what I love to do is help women entrepreneurs with the work-life balance but also increase their business in whatever way that they need. Yeah. And to increase it in a way that is balanced. (laughs) Yeah. So that it's like, oh, well, my business is growing, but now my plate's overwhelmed again. Well, no, let's put some ideas and processes into place so that you can grow and still have balance. And I think that that sounds so simple, but man, it's not simple. (laughs) Well, you're changing lifestyles and work styles and habits and changing the mindset. And yeah, it takes time and it takes patience and forgiveness with yourself, you know, but peace is possible with all of that. It absolutely is. The only other thing that I want you to share with today, I know that you've kind of talked about, well, you know, if you're thinking about a career change, but just in general, I mean, I think a lot of women, no matter what phase of life they're in, okay, a lot of them just struggle with time management. Like what is just a quick little tidbit that you think is something that can help anybody in any aspect? If I give one quick tip, it would be a good morning starts with a good night. And that would be making sure that you are getting enough rest and planning your day ahead. 
but not packing your day. We are very good at uh, get up at eight and my first appointment's at nine and then I'll do X, Y, Z the rest of the day. But if you don't allow time for interruptions or whatever, anything could happen, then you become stressed. So like leave room for those things to happen so you're not overwhelmed and have your to-do list. I mean, don't put 10 things, put three or four. And so you can feel good about getting those things accomplished you know, and and put and assigning a time to a task. So we could have 10 things, but if they each take an hour, we're not going to get those done. We think we're super women, you know, and we're not. So being realistic with your time management. Because otherwise you just set yourself up for failure and disappointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a sign goal. Go to bed with guilt. Yeah. That's what you don't want. Exactly. I love it. Thank you so much, Missy, for being a guest on the podcast today. We're going to put all of your contact information in the podcast description. We'll tell the audience, reach out to Misty. I don't care, you know, what state you're in. You know, she's able to meet virtually. You know, she's up for a road trip. She's always up (laughs) to travel. So definitely reach out to her because she is just a huge asset and resource for your personal life, for your business. And yeah, take advantage of that. So her information will be in the podcast description so you can reach out to her and get to know her a little bit better. And just thanks again for joining us on another episode of Spilling the Title Tea, where we talk a little about business and a lot about life. That's all the tea we have for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode of Spilling the Title Tea and visit us online for more valuable resources at springdaletitle.com. Spilling the Title